My parents didn't really know what to do with me. I was loud and outspoken and opinionated. I take up a lot of space and I have big feelings and big dreams. My parents are not that way. And so it was always a message of, you're too much. You need to be quieter. You need to be seen, not heard. You need to wait your turn. You need to like just literally take up less space. This is episode number 32 with Mother Hustler and confidence consultant, Kim Ludeman. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Mother Hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day. Very working class, Scottish urban people too. So it's like we have both, um, we shun gluttony. Like we, you know, we have a two bedroom, one bath house. It's a thousand square feet and it's a palace to us. Like this is like, this is all we need. This is even sometimes more than we need, you know? know. And we, you know, we have a modest car. We have modest, beautiful house that I love. It's a jewel. But it's like, we don't need any more than that. No, and we really don't. We have, ex- you know, we're more about the experiences. We're more about, you know, let's have money so we can live. Let's, so we can travel. Yes. We can, you know, have those, those freedoms. You know, we're not chained to a mortgage that's killing us. You know, we're, yeah. you know, so. I hear you. I hear you, sister. I see. Do you ever watch House Hunters International? <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, for sure. who are going to Europe or other places in Asia to buy and they're like oh this bedroom's so small and oh I need five bedrooms because I have three children it's like your kids can share a room <laughs> like you know yes. I grew it's up actually more fun and we had more a VW fun. Beetle and there were four yeah. you know <laughs> it's so fun it makes it life fun too because of the experience like you said you know yeah but yeah it's 
the way that your kids are going to grow up is going to be because how the parents spoil them. Like we can give our kids so much right now. Like they just get one shoes until the shoe falls apart. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. like that too. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. like I could, I could buy them 10 pairs of shoes. If one day, because I'm so like that, my son had a hole in his shoes, my oldest, um, I think he was nine years old. And I said, I said, son, we need to get you another pair of shoes. Your shoe is a hole, has a hole in it. And he was like, he was like, mom, what, what kid needs two pairs of shoes? And I almost cried when I said that. I'm like, well, your shoe has a hole. You need a new one. And he was like, well, I wear socks. It's fine. You know, like, I'm so happy that they say that because I mean, it's so frivolous to have so much shoes. And like, even me, I was in my closet and Mm -hmm. I hate throwing things away. And you come from a country with the ultimate diva of shoe wear. (laughs) Exactly. I grew up knowing about Imelda Marcos. Oh my gosh. Like, it's kind of a a sickness in a way. (laughs) It was. She was sick about it. Well, like I have, I feel like I have so much shoes even, like I don't have that much shoes, but I yeah. keep the real old ones. Like I, I, I have problem letting go. Yeah, me too. And my husband says, you're a hoarder. And I'm like, no, I just, I, I think about my country when I throw away something, you know, yeah. it's not being a hoarder, but it's like, what person could wear this? Like, maybe I'll just put it in a box and send it to the Philippines. Like it's, yeah. it was like, no, it costs more money to send it than what's in it. Just give yeah. them the money and they can buy <laughs> shoes. So, you know, I, I thought about it for a little bit and I said, let's go, let's do it. Um, and so I go from this again, it's like a roller coaster, right? This incredible high. And then back down to this super low and then incredible high gets signed to the UFC. Um, and then I have this amazing performance and I win the fight via submission and I'm just on this incredible high. Um, I break my hand in the fight, second round, didn't even know it. My glove comes off and my hand's just swollen. But at this moment, it doesn't even matter because I am on cloud nine. I just won my UFC debut, you know, everything's looking up. So we let it heal and I, I take another fight. And um, two weeks before my fight, I break my hand. In the spot. Yep, again. Wow. In the spot. And so I'm kind of like, all right, you know, this is this is the fight game. This thing things like this happen. Whatever. Like you there are other things you can do. So I kind of chalk it up to it happening. My hand heals. I take another fight again two weeks what? before my fight mm-hmm. my hand breaks three my hand my, my hand breaks three times within a year and a half and at this point I'm just devastated because after a year the UFC doesn't pay for your medicals because it's considered out of competition Mm. So not only am have I been training for a year and a half without any income, but now I'm costing my family money. 
I'm still away from my daughter because I'm training because my husband believes in me so much that he, he's like, babe, don't worry about it. You continue to train, you know, I'll hold down the fort. I'm, you know, I'll make the money and all this stuff, but I can't help but feel like I'm taking away from my family. You know, I can't help but feel that I'm being selfish because here I am, I'm not even bringing money into my family. I'm training, I'm away from my family. And then I break my hand again and I'm costing my family money because of medicals. So I just like have this huge breakdown. My, my daughter was actually there at the gym when my, I broke my hand for the third time. <clears throat> and, uh, I run to the bathroom because I don't want her to see me cry and I'm crying and um, she comes in mm. and she sees me crying. I'm like sitting on the floor, like with my hands, like trying to cover my face and she's like pulls my hands down and she's like wiping my tears away. Mm. And she's like, did you break your hand again, mommy? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like crying and she's like, it's okay. You'll get better and you'll get back in the cage. So, like, just her telling me that, like, how, how, I don't know, 